So welcome, 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 welcome to No Stupid Questions. Hello, everybody. This week's welcome. It's for real. It's for real. T-Leak and Jag. Like a dungeon drag. What's up? No, no specific order. No Stupid Questions show. Can we curse on this show? Do whatever we feel. Time is question for today. Right. So, question. Stupid question. Welcome to this episode. Of- My first question is, "Who are you?" No stupid Hey, everybody! It's 2022. So I, I'm still, I'm still tripping. I'm still tripping. So. <laughs> This this the second show of 2022. Come on now, you gotta get with hey, it. I'm still listen. I wrote 2021 on something the other day, and my yeah, you dad can't do that after the day seven. Me, <laughs> well, I messed up. So anyway, welcome to the No Stupid Questions show, the show where you have well, at least you got one smart person. I'm still in 2021, so and she's smart. the smart one. <laughs> Two smart people and one stupid question, or so we thought. Jack, what you got? What's happening, people? <laughs> so it is the middle of January, I think. Oh, no, it's past the middle. It is past the middle. It That's is the past craziest. the middle. That is and the February craziest. is coming around a lot of people's favorite month. Damn um, it. Because of that commercialized day on February 14th. So what is on my mind is T-Leak. Is the art of loving dead? Oh man! First of all, that's a fantastic question. Thank you. <laughs> oh my gosh, I have so many thoughts about that. Well, we got um, to hear a few of them. We might have to have a part two of this show <laughs> since you have so many thoughts. Yeah, because I actually think this is an extremely deep question, and I don't know how deep our audience wants us to go, but. Uh, let's deep. say we let's say we take, a dip. we take a dip. We take let's take a dip and then see what, what kind okay. of feedback we get and see if we, we need to go to the bottom of the ocean. Because I was gonna say deeper than the seashore, no. travel by the manis. But anyway, oh, oh. some X clan, some X clan for y'all that don't. <laughs> He's know. really taking us back. Man, glorious. <laughs> Man, you gotta say it right. The red, you the black, and just, the green. You can't just van words. <laughs> you can't just do that. That's what the five, that defeats the, the, the word itself. Van yes. Anyway, okay, so it's the art of loving dead. It is revivable. <laughs> okay. So to, to, to go to the heart of the question of whether it's dead, we can talk about the art of loving. That might be part two, because... <laughs> <laughs> but it is on life support. You know how they call people that are close that they actually are, they might as well call it. I don't think we should call it, but to many people, I believe that, yeah, they've given up hope of revival. So if, if love was Catholic, you, you think it's time to give the last rites? Oh, oh not the furthering the analogy. I don't think it is. But I know that there are a number of people that would would say that it's a wrap. Okay, and just so we clear, when I say the art of love, and I'm not talking about sex, some people might think be like, I still it. get my right, loving right, on. Right, right, that's yeah. not what I'm talking no, about. That's, uh, yeah. Well, let's talk about, about that just a little bit. Yeah, go ahead. Okay, well, you, you said you want to talk about that a little bit. You mean what love is? When you you were about to say what it is. 
Well, I don't know if I can say what it is because maybe it's been on life support so long that I might might not really be sure. I can't, all these songs keep popping in my head. (laughs) What's interesting about that is that, and, and you have to, let's just give a little background here. I, when Bell Hooks passed away, Early mm. this year was it was it end of last year that you know everything's kind of blurring together. But for those of you who have not read any bell hooks and you like to be intellectually challenged, you're missing out. Um, because I this is my second year of doing a retreat for women that I call Embody Love. I decided to read her book all about love, which was published in 2000, and I haven't picked it up in uh, eight eons. And it is so speaking to me right now. And she does, I mean, I'm going to read from the back. It says, she offers a proactive new ethic for people in a society bereft with lovelessness. And clearly she's not talking about romantic love, as she said, I mean, not sexual love and not, it's kind of the love that pervades. And I'll give you one of the definitions she has later, but, you know, some people may refer to it as brotherly love, I think in her feminist Philos. feminist what philos oh okay from, from the from greek the brotherly okay okay you going and greek on this where okay. philadelphia comes from the city of brotherly love but anyway yeah i'm not going greek on this but i just thought um i put that out there and and interestingly enough you you referred to it as the art of loving which is one of the other things that i loved <laughs> about how you referred to it because i think that also gets to the to the heart of it needs to come from the heart and you know just like artistic endeavors it it needs to be from a place that is very um deep and genuine and a lot of times in our kind of the sciency dealings right that's very headspace um, so, and, and I think we, as engineers could both vouch for that. Um, there's not a lot of connectedness in that, or it, it, I should say it begs kind of stepping back, um, and not leaning in. So what, where, where are you on it? I can give you her definition if you'd like, or the definition that she liked, I should say, cause she got it from somebody else. Well, first of all, I, I don't know where I've been living under a rock, but I did not know that that Bell Hooks died. I think that she did, she died on December fifteenth. Oh um, gosh, twenty twenty one. Yeah. Um. So, you kind of hit me when you said that because I somehow missed that. Why don't you give me her definition and let's go from there? And I'm I'm sorry to hit you with that. I'm like, oh God, I feel bad now. Um. So now I'm even glad. I'm more glad that we decided to do this show. Um, so she says she spent years searching for a meaningful definition and she found one, um, that gave her relief in, um, psychiatrist M. Scott Peck's classic self-help book, The Road Less Traveled, which mm. was first published in 78. So apparently- Which is another good book, by the way. Okay. And I don't think I've read that. So that, I, I've circled a number of the books she recommends in here. So a great way to start the year, cause then you'll get other books to read. Um, Echoing the work of Eric Fromm, he defines love as the will to extend oneself for the purpose of nurturing one's own or another's spiritual growth. Why don't you say that again? Say that one more time so I can. Yes. The will, I think that's key, 
to extend oneself for the purpose of nurturing one's own or another's spiritual growth. Wow. How about that? Okay. Yeah, you had to kind of pause on that, right? I did have to pause on that because um, that, that's pretty deep. I mean, I was going to quote Al Green song or something. Oh. <laughs> I'm still, it'll make you do wrong, it'll make you do right. That's, that's what love is to me. But she, she would disagree. She would say, if you do it out of love, it can only be right. Only be right. Only be right. Now, there's a new yeah, song in man, there she, somewhere, but we'll, we'll call Al later. Yeah. We, Al's still man. alive, right? Man, we, oh, I'm sorry. we need to keep up on our people. <laughs> Anyway, so, but why don't you answer the question? Is the art of love dead? Mm-hmm. I think I'm gonna have to agree with you that I don't think it's dead, but it's it's in trouble. It's on the ropes. It's on life support was a good analogy. First of all, I, I think a lot of people confused by what love is. And it seems like we live in a society of selfishness. And I don't know if love and being selfish can coexist. I don't yes, think they I'm, can. I struggled because you often hear, you hear people say you have to be a little bit selfish to, so that you take care of yourself. But I don't know if that's really the selfishness that I'm talking about. What, I, what I'm really talking about is where people are willing to ignore or either harm others in, in the pursuit of benefiting for themselves. To me, that is prevalent in our society. With that being prevalent, love is gonna have a hard chance surviving and thriving. So I will definitely tell you, I think that you will, you'll read this and I'll be like, yeah, she's reading your mind um, because she has, this is actually the chapter that I'm on, <clears throat> is on community. And you and I have spoken about this in another show about have we lost our sense of community? Because it's right. interesting because there is definitely a tie into this whole concept of love and lovelessness in our society. And um, she actually quotes Parker Palmer at the beginning of that chapter and says, there's another one that's going, I'm probably have to read it to you twice. Okay. Community yeah. cannot take root in a divided life in a divided life. Long before community assumes external shape and form, it must be present as a seed in the undivided self. Only as we are in communion with ourselves can we find community with others. Okay. So I'm not going to ask you to read that twice. You know, I think I, I read it really I, slow. I'm not trying to so memorize. You, you, you read it slow so I could keep I, up. Right. You, not that you need me you to read it slow, but it. But, but it you was, had to read it slow. No, I had to listen. I, I read, to but I read it. I read it probably two or three times, and I was like, because I, you know, got the gist. But yes, when you really start to, it's like Shakespeare, right? You got to just kind of parse it. And and I will say that I had this conversation with one of the participants in one of my workshops. And it's a very common, especially for women. And that's why I'm particularly focused on women because 
love for us does look a little different. And whether that's because we've got this media influence or because we tend to be more community-minded, right? So there are actually studies that prove that. Women as opposed to men. Women as opposed to men, okay. yes. Okay. Women are tend to emphasize and prioritize their relationships more so than men. That is actually, you know, been studied. So that's on average, of course, you know, there are individuals that may vary, but. Right, right. So in the my workshop, there was one um, person we were talking about this ability to be compassionate with oneself. And I think, you know, the, the, the quote was, you know, well, I don't want it to be all about me. Mm. I do believe there's this, again, in this art, right? There is a delicate balance between doing things that fulfill you and doing things that hurt others, right? There's a big gray area in that. And there's so much that we could discuss around all of that, but there is definitely, and there has to be room for you. You know, this is not, love is not about being a martyr. That's sacrifice. That is not necessarily love. And I think there is a, particularly for women, a belief that we have to be the sacrificial lambs in order to show love. You know, it's interesting because this this conversation, and I could see us having a part two and a part three and maybe more on this topic because I was about to go in a different direction. Um, you know, the good book, the Bible says you need to love your neighbor like you love yourself. I think one of the issues we have is people failing to understand what it means to love themselves. And therefore, how can you love, you know, what does it mean to love your neighbor like you love yourself if you don't know how to love yourself? And maybe that, maybe those are, Maybe we're saying the same thing from from different directions, coming at it from different angles. But most people are struggling so much to actually love themselves that the concept of loving a neighbor or community is just completely foreign to them. Well, so you, you you can't just you can't just not be. I mean, it, love is not about being a martyr. That that is true. But well, I don't know where I'm going with this. It you. <laughs> You, yeah, it's a tough subject. Well, I so maybe I need to maybe I need to pick up the book and study for a while before. Well, and I'm gonna come back for part two. So interestingly enough, as part of my workshop, I I established a definition, and I'll I'll put a link into an article that I wrote on Medium, because I think that to your point, I think it's very interesting because when we say the word love it is automatically assumed that we're talking about, sometimes that we're talking about sex, especially when you say loving, right? Because it's the action and you're like, okay, I need to have the action. Right, it's a verb, right. (laughs) Well, and she says, if we thought more about it as a verb in the true context, we would probably be better off. I agree with that. Um, Because we think it's something we want to be able to grab it. Anyway, that aside, defining and getting to um, what you were talking about, which is, I find it interesting that when we talk about love, it's always kind of external facing. And Mm -hmm. um, what I do in my, you know, one of the activities that we do 
has women, you know, just kind of say, oh, okay, what's important to you in love? And what's, you know, what are the important qualities and, and what do you hope to get out of it? And how do you support? And then I, we reflect it back on ourselves, themselves. And I have actually had women break down because they see the disconnect, how they treat others and how they treat themselves. Right. I mean, it's absolutely fascinating. And so when you are talking about- And that they go out of their way to treat others better than they treat themselves? Is that what what you're saying? Right. Yes. Yes. Like one of the important qualities is respect. And then, you know, there's a little exercise that has them really reflect it in terms of do they respect themselves? Right. And like, I've had women break down. I show other people care. I show myself care and it's like, it's almost this, this sort of just realization that kind of really breaks you down to, to think about how little you are thinking of yourself in that way. So I think it's really, really important. And, and I think it's something that we don't, we talk about, like you were saying, there's plenty of songs, there's plenty of, you know, movies, the movies make it all seem, but rah, 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 rah. But we don't talk about it in very, like we are doing right now in very sort of realistic terms. And, and one of the things that she talks about because she, she, she was looking for this definition was that if you don't have a definition for something, how can you really have effective conversations around it in order to achieve it? And so I think that's, to your point, there's, there's all these layers, right? Okay, yeah, we don't have a definition. And then she includes the definition, ourselves and other people. Mm-hmm. And again, that's something that most people, ourselves is out the window, the other people, you know, okay, yeah, I can agree with that for other people, for ourselves. Are you attending to your spiritual growth? And what does that look like? And what does that mean? Because of course she says, you know, it's not about God and it's not about, so, so there's a lot of, I think there are a lot of layers to it, but I was, I actually started by saying, so I had a, I had a definition that I came up with again. I don't know she planted the seed, you know, eons ago. But we go through each one of these. And so the idea is that self-love, and I always put it in parentheses because I'm like, when we think about love, the first thing we should think about is ourselves. Because right. just as he said, this, this quote by uh, Parker Palmer, I, think, I don't know if that's a she or he actually, or other. If we do, are not communing with ourselves, we, we don't have, I don't think we have the skills to take it outside. And that's, that's true. And I mean, you look at a lot of concepts in psychology, right? Relating to other people. If you can't deal with your own emotions, it's going to be difficult for you to go out and deal with the variability out there. Okay. And I'm still, I still haven't told you about my definition, but I'm gonna get there. <laughs> well, so it's, so I want to piggyback on something you just said. Okay. Um, I'll come back. I agree that first of all, you have to love yourself before you can love, effectively love other people. I, I believe that in my heart of hearts. And, and I think a lot of, we're 50-ish, right? So the people we know that got married early, unfortunately, a high percentage of those marriages are going by the wayside by the time you reach the 50-ish age. I, I, I don't have any inside information on uh, why the majority of the marriages fall apart. Uh, but you do, you know, you, you wonder and you hear that, that people neglect themselves 
um, and, and spend 20 years neglect, neglecting themselves. And then finally, they, they realize that's not a sustainable, a sustainable life. You hear about people taking their spouses or significant others for, for granted. So, which means that, you know, at some point they love them and cherish them, but then that kind of went by the wayside. I, I guess I do believe that love grows from the, the individual. It starts with the individual and then it kind of blossoms out and you have these rings and, you know, maybe your, your, your immediate family is one ring and you need to learn how to love your immediate family before you can effectively love the next ring of people, which may be your, your neighborhood or your community. I do think it radiates from, from the individual that, that, you, that it starts with. And, you know, if, if it's a shaky foundation with that individual, then the more it tries to, to extend out, it's just going to get shakier and shakier. You talk about women have this concept of love and don't treat themselves that way. You know, I, I often see that within families. You often see siblings would treat one of their friends better than they treat their their siblings, or hmm. they would show more respect to an adult outside their family. You're trying to play some of that music for us. <laughs> they would show respect for a stranger more so than they show for their parents or their their aunts and uncles. You know, it, it really does start. It, it really does start with the nucleus, which is the individual, and it really does need to spread out, in my opinion, from that individual spread out to the community but if if like i said if the foundation with the individual is shaky then then it's not much to build on and i i, I agree with that and and you know i think it's unfortunate that self-love and self-care are buzzwords and so there's not a lot of focus given to them and they kind of have these loose things that are tied to them that i don't know if they're really because just like loving someone and again, this goes to definition, um, but usually you, you have to know someone to love them, right? Right. Knowing yourself is, is really important. And, and before I, because that gets into my definition, before I say that, I think when you talk about in families, I think it's really, really important to, to understand that. And, she, and Bell Hooks talks about this, is that our definitions of love, our perceptions of love, our beliefs and attitudes, uh, beliefs about and attitudes toward love are developed based on what we learned, right? Mm -hmm. From from our parents. And and if they didn't know, then they're going to pass on what they don't know to us. And then we don't really know, or we do it in a way that, you know, mirrors them, but may not be healthy, may not be, may not work for us, you know? So that gets into this definition that I have, which is that there are sort of these three components that are multiplied by intention. And, and that actually mirrors the will thing that um, <clears throat> was from the, you know, the definition that she liked as well, is that there's this intention that you're gonna be intentional about it, right? That you have the intention of giving and receiving love. And then the three other components of my sort of self-love equation are, self-awareness, which, which is tough because they're, you know, you, anyway, I'll keep going, <laughs> self-awareness and, and, and becoming aware of your whole self, the positive and the negative, right? I mean, in marriage, right? In the sort of peak of love relationships, you're supposed to love that person in for better and for worse. Right. And so for yourself, when you become aware of all that you are, 
some of the things that may not be like the, the you know, no one's perfect, right? The, the imperfections, the beautiful imperfections, I would say that we have those things. So the next component of the equation is self-acceptance. Because once you're aware of everything, you need to also be accepting of everything, of who you are, of the uniqueness and the things you do bring and the things that you're working on or whatever. And then the last component is self-compassion. And that's something we could probably do a whole nother show about too, because compassion is another buzzword now. And there's a lot to it, but I tend to go at it from the perspective of what is in your best interests. And, and whenever I talk about it, I talk about it in the context of, again, this, this sort of question of selfishness. It's right. like, because I'm doing something that's in my best interests, am I being selfish in a bad sense? And what I would say to that is, there is nothing that's in your best interest that hurts someone else. That does okay. not, that doesn't compute. So, so when you have something like that, that actually encroaches on someone else's best interests, right? Or I, I shouldn't say that because, but that harms someone else. That's not because, because community is in your best interest because, so yes, there are trade-offs, but yeah, it does not compute in that. And again, we go into that in depth in the workshop, but there's, there's that thing. And so those three things, awareness, acceptance, compassion for self, multiplied by intention, give you what I think does compare to her, you know, sort of definition as really being interested in and contributing to this nurturing your spiritual growth and the will to extend yourself to do that. And I see, I might have to get you to uh, repeat that because you summing stuff up and then you multiplying it together. I mean, well, you know, the engineer it's, it's like in a, me. It's <laughs> like a tough algebra, a calculus problem right here. <laughs> but I like it. It's interesting though, because you said nothing that harms other people can be in your self-interest. I, you know, I think a lot of people would, would argue with you on that one. Uh, a lot of people out there want to want to just get theirs. They, they just have to get theirs no matter what or who they hurt in the process. Can, how do you convince them that having that attitude? I mean, I guess when you, when, you, when you say that, you could see in the long run how having that attitude is harmful. But how do you convince somebody of that? I mean, it, don't the Donald Trumps of the world come out on top? So that's a very layered answer. The, the first is that Convincing is also not in the mm. self-love. Okay. Sorry, or love for me. I can contribute, but their growth is at their pace, at their and okay. and and part of that is part of love. So right, part of love is is not being like to force things on people. Not requiring, yes, the control. Right. of other people because, and, and that's where exactly where you were talking about. I think, you know, people, what, we, what, what I think does help when you have conversations with people is to talk about, well, if you're coming from a place of feeling you are aware, you've accepted, you're very, you know, sort of accepting of yourself, et cetera, 
you can be accepting of other people because nothing they do can knock you off your center. Mm. So you don't need them to be any kind of way. Okay. So it's, it's really, it's, it's so empowering. And it's, and again, it's not something that like, it, <laughs> I always think of it as like, when you get drunk, you know, how you'd be feeling like, you'd be feeling yourself when you get drunk. <laughs> is that, is that self-love? <laughs> when you get you drunk? Are, you are probably better at self-love because you're like, this is what I'm doing right now. I'm Just not trying to, <laughs> okay. Okay. Oh, yes. not okay. falling down, I guess. Okay. okay. <laughs> But you, you, you tend to kind of just be who you are. And that is that awareness and acceptance. And then, you know, hey, if you, if you stumble, you get up and you keep, keep it moving to the bar. <laughs> that's, okay. that's compassion. So, you know, so it's funny because I always think that drunkenness is where, you know, they say that's when we're truth tellers. And she talks about how the truth is absolutely critical in love, you know, that trust, that ability to, to be honest with one another without being like, what do you mean by that? I don't know. So again, it, there are all of these little pieces that when, when people do have these arguments against it, it's like those same arguments are exactly what we're talking about are not, that, that wouldn't even occur when we have this, if we had this world or it would occur much less because of course we're never gonna have a perfect world but we're getting, we're, we're way too close to it just being about, and she talks about this, about money, about power and not about love. And she said a power dynamic does not go well with, with love. So, so I, I just have to public service announcement. You got to know yourself, like you said. And um, if, if any of you are like some people in my family that when they get drunk, they want to fight, then oh, okay, you know, that's not that's not the type of <laughs> alcohol induced activity that, uh, that, that T-Leak was talking about just now. She just meant a little, you know, just the inhibitions drop just a little bit. Okay. Yeah. Yes. So if you wanted to fight, thank fighting, you for that. Fighting, drinking people. Yeah. You got to stay away from that. You know, it's, it's interesting because first of all, we must going to have to have a part two because we, we're going to have to wrap this show, but there are a lot of things here, as we've said in other shows that we need to talk about again, but I think it's important that we bring these back as quickly as possible. When I asked the question about is the art of loving dead, you know, first of all, all the songs that popped into my head, but you know who also popped into my head? Who? Radio Raheem. Oh, interesting. Do all you know right. why? Okay, for those of you who don't know, because there are some potentially non of our generation, either older right, or younger. Right, well, that's true. Well, then if you don't know, you need to go see Do the Right Thing, Spike <laughs> Lee's movie. I can't tell you the year it came out. But Bill Nunn played Radio Raheem. And one of the scenes, he talked about the story of the left hand and the right hand. And the left hand was evil and hate and the right hand was good and love. And he said, it may seem like the left hand is kicking ass right now, but lo and behold, the right hand is coming back. Finally, the right hand is gonna get the upper hand and have the left hand on the ropes. With a devastating right, the right will knock the left hand out and it will be the right hand of love, KO and hate. And I kind of messed it up a little bit. You ought to go see the movie because it was, it was great. And the imagery of him having a, a five finger ring with love and hate on his left and right hand um, oh, yes, was kind of yes, special. Yes, yes. 
So we said it's on life support. Maybe, maybe it's in a little better shape than life support, but we have to be active. So we're challenging all of our listeners to be active in resuscitating the art of loving. And it starts with yourself. Take time out, understand yourself, know yourself, love yourself, and then let it radiate from there. All right. What you think, T. Lee? I think that's, that is true. There's so many different techniques for it, you know, and you have to find the one that again, works for you, for you, but women, if you are interested, you can come and work it out with me (laughs) in the Embodied Love Workshops. We'll include a link. And then we'll also include a link and I'm going to be giving out these books because this is kind of the, now the, the new Bible <laughs> for the workshop, the All About Love book and the Supporting the Bell Hooks Estate. So I definitely want to show her some love as well. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you, Jag. I think that bringing it back, revitalizing love in this sense, in the sense that she talks about, in the sense that I was talking about, can make, could be the, the, the game changer in our society and what we're seeing today. I mean, our, one of our previous shows was about, you know, are we on a train to crazy town? We've talked about where are we going from here? If you want to take an individual step, it would be in the spirit of, again, Parker Palmer, it would be in undividing <laughs> and being in communion with ourselves in order that we can find that loving community again with others. No stupid questions, show. You can ask any question that you want or don't ask no stupid ass questions. (laughs) 